New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. So we have all heard that our gut is very important. We need to be giving it the right food and probiotics and fermented foods because we are having a gut crisis, people. We really need to take care of ourselves. And we have got the wonderful Robert Keith Wallace here with us. He is a PhD. His book is Gut Crisis, How Diet, Probiotics, and Friendly Bacteria Help You Lose Weight and Heal Your Body and Mind. Dr. Wallace, welcome to Naturally Savvy. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be on your show. You know, it's so nice to have you on because more and more, I think in the mainstream, people are talking about gut and how important it is to take your mm-hmm. probiotics. And I think what's interesting is it's not just about your body, but it's about your mind. So first of all, Dr. Wallace, tell us how you got into this and what made you aware that, okay, we got to do something about what's going on with our guts. Well, I started, you know, about, oh, let's see, 19, in the 1970s doing research on transcendental meditation. I was very interested in consciousness, and um, I did my Ph.D. at UCLA, and then I went and did postdoctoral work at Harvard, and I continued on that research for some time, and then I became uh, very interested in Ayurveda, and Ayurveda had this huge emphasis on the gut, but I didn't really understand a lot of the concepts in this traditional system of medicine. So last year, I just started going crazy, reading every book I could, looking at all kinds of different research, and I finished my own book called Gut Crisis, which was kind of my way of really understanding that it's not just the mind, but it's the the combination of the mind and the gut together, which is so critical to our health. And right now, people uh, have, researchers have really found a connection between almost every disease you can think of, whether it's anxiety, depression, irritable bowel syndrome, autoimmune disease, uh, all kinds of um, different neurological conditions such as autism and so forth, and the gut. And there's a famous quote from Hippocrates, father of modern medicine, which says, all disease begins in the gut. And now we're really learning that's true. So I'm incredibly excited about it. I've just been having a ball doing this research and doing my website and all the different things that are involved in it. That's great. You know, I, it's, I mean, I, I guess it's newer research, right, where they we start in the last maybe year or a couple of years, where more, more than a year, but in a couple of years where scientists are re, or researchers are realizing that there's that huge gut-brain connection. And I'll tell you a quick story, and I'd love to see more research come out of it. And you might say there already is a ton of it. But I know that when I take my probiotics, my anxiety lessens. And I know that, you know, now they're saying that serotonin most of it, or a lot of it, is made in our gut, which is, by the way, that feel-good neurotransmitter. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about that connection. Sure. Like, What does that mean? What does a, you know, a gut-brain connection mean? How are, why are we realizing now that you know, a lot of our neurotransmitters are made in our gut and that it's helping issues like you know, anxiety? I'll speak personally like anxiety. Yeah, I think what you're saying is exactly true. And the reason it's so new is that all of a sudden we had the technology to study the gut gut bacteria and the microbiome. Microbiome is all the gut bac all the microorganisms in our body and their genetic information. And most of them live in the gut, in the large intestine. 
And now we're discovering, because of this really technology that we have, which is gene sequencing, um, we couldn't study these things before. They were... Uh, they don't. They live without oxygen. Very hard to culture them. So now we can study them, and just like you said, we find that for anxiety and depression, there's a huge connection. Um, and we find that these little bacteria, 30 trillion of them that live in the gut, uh, produce all kinds of neurotransmitters. They produce uh, hormones. They produce biochemicals which regulate genes, turn on and off genes in the body. I mean, these things are incredibly powerful. Like you say, they affect serotonin production. Serotonin is made more in the gut, in the what's called the second nervous system of the gut, um, than it is in the brain. Um, it has a different purpose. The serotonin made in the gut doesn't actually get into the brain. You have a blood-brain barrier. But it has a totally different and extremely powerful purpose. And now we even know that the gut bacteria can change the blood-brain barrier. And things like Alzheimer's disease and autism, people are saying, hey, that's really a leak in the, in the blood-brain barrier. And um, what you've got to do is heal the gut first, because when the gut has a problem in it, either the, because of the bacteria or because of some diet you're eating, you start to get inflammation. You start to get a crack in these what are called tight junctions between the cells, and things leak into the bloodstream, and the immune system goes nuts. The immune system is 80% of the immune system is in our gut, so there's a lot of immune cells there, and they start to go crazy, and they cause a chain reaction that people believe they can destroy the cells in the pancreas and cause diabetes 1. People believe they can cause Parkinson's disease. They can cause autism. So all this inflammation that we know is at the source of most heart disease and brain disease and all autoimmune disease traces back to the gut. So this is of vital importance, really. And like you said, there's really interesting evidence. Probiotics help anxiety. Probiotics help depression. Probiotics help irritable bowel syndrome. Um, you know, there's a huge amount of research now. Every day it comes out showing how probiotics has statistically significant effects on many of these conditions. And, you know, we didn't know that a few years ago. I mean, people thought it was kind of a joke. Oh, probiotics. Yeah, maybe you take them, maybe you don't. Now there's a thousand clinical studies on probiotics out there looking at everything from obesity to anxiety. You know, it is absolutely in my top five, if not top one, top one or two supplements that we need to be taking every single day. And it's, I 100% agree with you. And I'm so happy. I remember when I first started working in this industry, and it was a long time ago, and people might have heard about what a probiotic is, but now people are like, okay, no, I get it. I know it's something we should be taking. So it's become a little bit, it's become more mainstream, which is so nice to see. So tell, let's talk a little bit in terms of, you know, for, for someone, let's say they've never taken a probiotic in their life. Let, let's go back to the beginning for a minute. How, what would you recommend to them when they're going to a store? What are they looking for? How are they taking it? Just some of the basics. You know, it's funny. I just had an article published in the Elephant Journal. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Mm -hmm. yep, and it's sure. called mm -hmm. Three Big Probiotic Questions. And I just uh -huh. put it on last night and already there's like 2,000 views. So this is like nice. the hottest oh. topic they put it on their front page of their, you know, recommendations. 
And, uh, you know, and the three questions. Okay, what are the three questions? Well, everybody wants to know what is the best probiotic. But actually, the first question you have to ask is, do probiotics work? And as I said before, really good scientific evidence, they work. So then you ask the next question, what is the best probiotic? And it is the single most common question I get when I give lectures anywhere. And I ended up, because it's an impossible question to answer, because, you know, there are probiotics. People, Some people like to take them in food, whether it's kefir, kombucha, or yogurt, or sauerkraut. Other people like to take pills. And, um, you know, probiotics by themselves, they don't make a lot of sense. If you take antibiotics, you basically napalm the gut. And you not only kill deadly bacteria, but there's a huge amount of collateral damage. Um, And you take some probiotics, and it's like sending a group of American college students into a third-world country teeming with poverty. I mean, there's a thousand different bacteria you've got to replace, different types of bacteria, and 30 trillion. And you're taking these few probiotics with that are really small in number. You wonder how they work. Nobody actually knows how they work, but they do work. And they, they somehow help repopulate the gut, and they somehow help restore the whole gut wall. And, you know, we don't know, okay, people say, well, how do the probiotics get in? I mean, uh, you know, some people say, well, the stomach acid dissolves them, or the digestive enzymes in the small intestines dissolve them. So people have coated them. People have, you know, tried to refrigerate them. There's all kinds of approaches. I only way I could solve this was do a rating chart, a probiotic rating chart. So on my website, which is called docgut.com, so it's just D-O-C, docgutgut.com, I have a rating chart. And that rating chart, I have a lot of different criteria which I use. I use, you know, uh, the type of clinical research that's been done, the conditions for the clinical research, the types of bacteria, the number of bacteria, the price. And also I include uh, Amazon ratings because they give personal experience and that can be very useful. So it's not a trivial topic. I change this chart literally every day. And there are other charts out there, some with fantastic graphics, but sometimes the criteria aren't very good or very comprehensive. They just use something like Amazon ratings or something else. And you really have to look into it. And there are a lot of good probiotics out there, a lot of very good ones these days. People are getting far more savvy making probiotics. And so, um, you know, it's just kind of up to you to decide which one you think is the best one. Now, the third question. This is a little more delicate. I don't know if you're ready for this third question or not. (laughs) Hit us with it. Let's see. Okay. Okay. The third question is, what's the best way to take the probiotics? Should we eat them in natural foods or in the form of a pill or capsule? Or should we take them orally or as an enema? Okay. Now, probiotic enemas are big. Uh, You look in Dr. Perlmutter's book, you know, he's in his book on the brain maker, uh, he talks about curing people with Tourette syndrome with probiotic enemas. Why wow, an enema? Wow, I've never heard. Nobody of that likes before. the idea of an enema, but let's face it, it's the quickest way to get the bacteria up there. You put them through the stomach, <laughs> you put them through the digestive tract. You don't know what gets down there. 
If you do an enema, it can be a very small, simple one, then suddenly you're getting them right to where they are because that's where they are in the colon, in the large intestine. And that's where most of them live. They don't, when they get in the small intestine, that's bad. You get something called a small intestine bacterial overgrowth or SIBO, and that's a condition that has to be treated. So they live in the large intestine, in the colon, hmm. and um, this is a whole new area, an unpleasant concept, but nevertheless an important question you have to ask. And uh, there are certain things like um, Ayurveda, you know, which is this traditional system of medicine in India. They have a thing called Basti, and they use all kinds of herbs, sesame oil, all kinds of different things in these enemas they give, which are Basti's. And they use yogurt also, probiotics. And um, it's like a whole new field that nobody has researched. So we're into uh, a, a complete new understanding of how to really uh, repair the gut, heal the gut, and use probiotics and diet as the means to do that. You know, I've never had an enema before, but I would I would try that. I mean, if you know, if you want to get the probiotics where they belong and what the heck? I mean, I'm going to look at And that. you that can use really bulb enemas, which are very small and simple. And uh, Dr. Pullmutter explains the whole thing in this book. It's very interesting. I uh, yeah, have can. put that on my site also, so people can look at that. It's always good to consult a doctor before you do this, but you can't believe how big it is on the Internet. When you, when you Google the word probiotic mm-hmm. enema, it's out there. So people are trying all kinds of things. And they're using, they're going to ancient knowledge as a way of discovering. I mean, in some of these uh, enemas they use in Ayurveda, they use sesame oil. Well, modern science has found that sesame oil is anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer on colon cells. So there's a huge amount of knowledge we have to discover. I think one of the most exciting things that's happened ever is this, what a new book, which is called The End of Alzheimer's, by a very, very uh, eminent doctor at UCLA, who I just had the good fortune to be at a conference with the other day. And he has, you know, really the only cure to Alzheimer's. You, there's no pill for Alzheimer's. So you go to your doctor, you say, hey, I, my uncle's got Alzheimer's. What do I do? Yeah, you can maybe give him this pill to slow it down, but really there's nothing. And here, Dr. Uh, Dale Bredesen says, hey, I've got a cure for Alzheimer's. It involves 36 different things. A large part of it is gut repair, probiotics. It also uses various herbs. It uses a very specific kind of diet, a ketogenic diet, all aimed at rest, at, at repairing and healing the gut. And then he has a lot of other things in it. He has meditation. He likes transcendental meditation. He also has hormonal. He has vitamins. He has minerals. I mean, you know, doctors have to start waking up. They can't just go back to pills. There aren't any pills for Alzheimer's. They got to wake up and they got to learn a whole new story about how our health is created. And that story involves many, many different integrated parts of which the gut is perhaps the most important of all. But also stress, mental stress is very important. So for me, studying meditation, transcendental meditation for many years was very rewarding. Reduces heart disease, reduces all kinds of things. 
I think this kind of dual approach from the mind and from the gut is what we need to really create health in the world today. Oh, I completely agree. You know, it's interesting because I just learned about Dr. Dresden from uh, Peggy Sarlin has a book, Awakening from Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah, that's a great. I saw that series. Dr. Katz, Dr. Porter. It comes with a a DVD. I tell everyone should get that. I mean, it's incredible. It's funny, though. You got to be careful with the coconut oil in terms of not taking too much. So I, I told my husband about the book. I was telling him about that we need to be taking coconut oil every day. So he put like two tablespoons in his smoothie, and then he had stuff. Oh, he was in the bathroom. Supposed to use a <laughs> teaspoon, teaspoon, honey. But uh, yeah, that's a great. It's so funny. I literally just talked to her two days ago, Andrea. We're gonna get her on. You're gonna love oh, her. Oh, perfect, great. great, yeah. And all those doctors, I've interviewed a lot of them, and Dr. Michael Bruce, who's a big on sleep, and people always make fun of me for my sleep schedule, and she congratulated <laughs> me. So there's a <laughs> there's a lot of different factors that go into it. So it sounds like all those things are important when we're talking talking about healing. They are. They are. Uh, in yeah. in the book, I wrote this book, Gut Crisis. I do, you know, I have probably a review of five or six different books in there because, you know, I think Dr. Axe, Dr. Perlmutter, Dr. McCola, I think these guys, they're all great. They're all doing Gundry. They're all doing great stuff. Um, and I think it's important we learn about it and we need to kind of get on the bandwagon and start to find out what uh, they've figured out, you know, a few years already, in which most doctors have no idea what you're talking about. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I, they always say medical school, you barely get any nutritional knowledge, and then the nutritional knowledge you get is usually not so great. You know, this definitely, this paradigm has got to shift. When you talk and with w- other doctors, what do you find in terms of their openness about some of these issues? Well, you know, I was added, I was you know, I had an exam the other day and I was trying to tell the doctor about this book I'd written. I was so excited and I was telling her about, you know, some of the things and she was kind of laughing and saying, yeah, yeah, you know, we've heard about this. They're going to cure obesity, uh, you know, by, uh, and, you know, it's an odd one called fecal transplants. That's even worse yeah, than, uh, I've heard about that. Yeah. than, no, than enemas. That. But, you know, that's what she mentioned because uh, it's incredibly effective for curing a one kind of a infection, C. difficile, which happens in hospitals when you had too many antibiotics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now most, uh, most hospitals are using this. And so she was making a joke about it because it is something. Everybody, I mean, I can't walk around the street without somebody looking at me and pointing at me and saying, how's your gut doing, you know? It's just kind <laughs> of like everybody wants to make a joke about it, and even doctors. But it's big time now. It's no longer a joke. I mean, doctors are a little behind. But when you look at the research and you see, you know, top researchers out there and the papers, people are saying, hey, all autoimmune disease is caused by problems in the gut. It's not just celiac disease, which was the one we know very clearly what happens. Mm -hmm. We know exactly how gluten and gliadin causes something called zonulin. It opens tight junctions. Mm -hmm. It causes Mm -hmm. all kinds of, you know, undigested food and bacteria particles to get in the bloodstream causes inflammation. We know that well, but that now that model is being applied to many, many, many other things. And so we have the science. It just takes a while for doctors to get up to date with the science. And they know it. They're kind of joking about it, but they haven't quite taken it seriously yet. And they're going to have to. The consumer is going to force them. Consumers going to come out there and say, "Hey, I read this book. I looked on Google. Doc, you're not up to date." And they're going to have to suddenly get up to date. 
We work with a client, uh, it's BioK, and one of our sponsors, and they have research on how their product helps uh, with C. difficile. Oh, and their great. probiotic product. Yeah, they have, yeah. A, they have a couple of research reports, and one of them is for C. diff. Yeah, I think, you know, um, it's, it's fascinating uh, probiotics. I mean, when you think about it, it's just the beginning of probiotics. We, most of the probiotics we use today are kind of ones that are from, you know, yogurt and uh, mother's milk and so forth like that. We, we, we find these interesting probiotics that are, come right from birth and that are there. Uh, these are friendly bacteria, but there are over a thousand of them. And we haven't even begun to investigate all these different ones and how they might affect a person. So this is an incredibly exciting area. Uh, people like for something like ulcerative colitis, they've used um, probiotics and found 17 strands of clostridium. Now, this is the same clostridium difficile, but this is now a version of them that are friendly. 17 friendly strands can help um, ulcerative colitis. So this is like, you know, something we've got to work our way through. And I, I'm, I know a lot of companies out there, a lot of people are doing this research, and it's really good. It really helps that more and more research is being done, being published in good journals, and helping us validate something that, you know, people have known for thousands of years but haven't got on, on track with until now. You know, your passion is fantastic. I love people who love to learn and to research and to relate it. And it's, you're like, you're giddy. I love it. <laughs> you're making me giddy. I know. I mean, every you know, book I read. In the gut, right, Andrea? I mean, well, it's passion. great. Passion. That's why he's good at what he does. <laughs> I, I mean, and for me, you know, a lot of it is like, uh, have you ever read this book, um, The Case Against Sugar by Gary uh, Taubes? Oh, my God. That's Taubes, such a book. Yes. I mean, he shows this whole thing of how Ansel Keys had this whole story. You know, he was on Time magazine. He was considered the greatest nutritionist of our time for relating high fat to, you know, heart disease. And it turns out he fudged. He picked and chose, you know, the data. And it wasn't right. And it turns out the sugar industry is proud of the fact that they lobbied him and the guy who was the head of uh, nutrition at Harvard University to leave sugar out of the equation. And, and you know, you know that the American uh, um, Dietetic Society, Heart American Society. Heart Association, they're all funded by food companies. That they're nonprofit yeah. organizations. They get donations from food companies. And so there's such a conflict of interest. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we got to get out there and get Isn't this stuff there? straight because there's such a ridiculous conflict of interest of interest among, you know, nonprofit organizations who are giving us advice on what to eat for different conditions. So I, I love it. It's a, it's a battlefield. I call it the diet wars. Um, there's, you know, the, the paleo people against the vegans. I mean, it's like a battle out there. Everybody is using data the same way to make their argument. And, you know, fortunately, we've gone past a lot of the old data that was wrong, but the new data, I mean, I, you know, as a scientist, I, these are like reading mystery novels. Every scientific paper I read, it's like, oh, my God, what's the answer to this? I still don't know. You know, what's really cool is um, the new, I believe, this is my opinion, that the newer form of medicine and working with people is going to be through 
genetics and testing people's genetics. Like I had genetics, there's a company I work with here and they just launched, it's a really cool company and they're doing genetic testing. We tested my hormones, we tested everything and I found out that genetically... I cannot digest dairy, which I haven't been eating dairy because my body told me yeah. years ago I haven't even been eating yeah. dairy for 10 years or whatever. But then yeah. also my body can't digest starch, which I didn't realize. And yeah. I took starch completely out of my diet. So at least I'm eating a lot like you these days. I don't touch starch. Yeah. And um, yeah. can I tell you, no, I... I feel incredible. And that's because my body, awesome. my DNA told me. There was no guessing. Yeah. It's this no, is what right. your body wants, Andrea. This is the way you're going to do it. And I listen. There's a whole field called personalized medicine, and there are huge companies right now which look at things like uh, pharmaceutical drugs, and they, just, they help doctors decide the dose and, uh, you know, the, when it should be delivered, because e- each person is different how they accept a drug. So even for modern drugs, this whole thing of genetics is turning out to be huge. Now, what you're talking about is much more important, I think, and that is the understanding of diet. I mean, we know mm-hmm. celiac disease. That's the one, you know, kind of genetic marker. And if you have, you know, a certain percentage of whatever it is gene, then suddenly, you know, the likelihood you have celiac or you're intolerant to gluten goes up. And this is just the beginning. I think what you're talking about is so exciting. Uh, getting it oh my gosh, so exciting. on that level <laughs> is so much clearer, so much better. But it's complicated. You can't, people used to think genetic engineering was going to solve everything. But the genes are very, very complicated. There are multiple genes, often in different situations. They interact in different ways. It's just like the, the microbiome in our gut. It's an ecology. And so all these things have to be looked at very carefully because you tweak one thing and you affect something else. So I think, you know, what you're doing sounds terrific, and I, I love these new companies coming up. I think it's a, it's a brave new world because there's so much we have to unravel, so much we have to understand about it. No, I absolutely agree. The company that uh, we're working with is called Utrians. So it's, oh, it's kind of cool. All about you. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So, all right. Well, that. thank you so much for being on our show. Where can people learn more about you? Well, if you, um, my book is on Amazon, Gut Crisis. If you go to the website, uh, docgut.com, .gut.com, they've got the probiotic rating chart. I've got a quiz where you can look at your gut brain type, all kinds of free things on their blogs. I'm in a lot of journals, like I have three articles now in the Elephant Journal that are, you know, all about this, probiotics, IBS, um, Ayurveda and the microbiome. So I'm out there. I'm trying to kind of make a splash and get known. There's a lot of YouTube videos. Most of it's on my website, so you can just find it on my website, .gut.com. Well, we think you're awesome. (laughs) Keep up the great work. It's terrific. Well, you too. You're doing a great job too, my guy. You guys are doing fantastic. So amazing. Oh, thank you. We're blushing. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Good. All right, we also want to thank our sponsor, Nature Care, for making amazing natural and organic sanitary products, tampons, pads, and making healthier, making women healthier everywhere. So thank you to Nature Care. You can visit naturecare.com and to learn more about their products and um, how they're really making an impact on women's health.
I'm Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal One. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please take your probiotics. Stay well.